0: Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again. Welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend, John Opelouski. How are you today, John?
1: Jim, I'm good. It's
0: good to be with you this morning. Renan, right Same here. I, uh, I enjoy our conversations and I know we want to get right to the, the subject at hand so episode 102 here we go a new century has begun what are we talking about today
1: the relationship uh, between teachability and longevity and, uh, teachability and longevity wow. yeah and when we talk about this subject i i, I think about shooting stars i okay. love watching shooting stars they're just yeah. amazing right uh, they're so cool you see this you know flash of light across the sky and And uh, as this meteor or some piece of space junk, whatever it is, hits the Earth's atmospheres. And it's just mesmerizing watching uh, uh, shooting stars. When it comes to leadership, shooting star (laughs) leaders are not as mesmerizing to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think church history is full of stories about talented people who started well and had a great upside. only to eventually crash and burn.
0: Finishing well is hard.
1: Yeah, yeah it really is. And I, and I wonder, Jim, if one of the reasons some leaders flame out is because they surround themselves with people who are afraid to tell them the truth. Yeah. Um, there's a there's an author named Sus- Susan Tardonico, and she, she asked this mm-hmm. question, are you the kind of leader who punishes people overtly or subtly for speaking up and telling you things you don't want to hear? Hmm. I, I I'll I'll be right
0: back. I'm I'm going (laughs) to repent. I got to go to the altar. (laughs) It's funny you say subtly, uh, because I'll. I'll... Kind of bit me a little bit there. That's, that's a good, that's a good question.
1: Yeah. I, uh, it, it, as I was reading that it was, it was having the same effect on me. Um, You know, the scripture talks about this. Uh, Proverbs 9, 7, and 8 says, whoever corrects a mocker invites insult. Whoever rebukes a wicked man incurs abuse. Do not rebuke a mocker, or he will hate you. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love you. And so I think that how we respond to correction, no matter how old we are or how much experience we have, is really a true reflection of our, our character. That's good. And here's what I believe also, that the more gifted you are as a leader, the more accountability you need. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think about that, Jim? Well,
0: unfortunately, as soon as you said that, I, I had a, a, a laundry list of names and stories mm-hmm. that, that came to mind. And if I knew them, that means they did something amazing, because there's billions of people on the earth. And if I knew their name and their story, um, with the, with, a, with sometimes tragic endings, you just this is not uncommon. And so for us to say, well, it won't happen to me. I I imagine most people said that, well, it's no big deal. I'm just, I just have a strong personality. I I imagine most people said that, Uh, well, it's just the way I unwind or it's just no one will ever find out. Or I I think, I think the first person we'd have to be honest with is ourselves. So I I, I like the conversation. I I just admitted that sometimes I'm a little, I'm a little touchy and I'll Mm -hmm. give a sarcastic jab back. Well, then Proverbs doesn't say, well, that's no big deal. Proverbs says, you're, you know, fools, mockers, wicked. Those are the, those are Mm -hmm. the words associated with that behavior, not personality, you know, disc assessment. It's, it's. I'm an Enneagram
1: eight, you know, something like that. Yes. Right.
0: right. So it's okay for me to to ignore Proverbs. Right. It's, so this is, this is a good conversation. And I, I think it's not just a good conversation for the uh, for the potentially arrogant but i think for the potentially humiliated as well i'm mm. you know just there are god has always put people around us through history right to to be the right person in the right place at the right time with the right stuff right and so what are the things that would close our eyes and ears to those people he places in our lives it's you know it's us yep it's it's pride it's fear whatever it is but it we're the ones that close the doors
1: so i think there's a a, a relationship between how long we we can do what God's called us to do and how teachable yeah. we are. Uh, so I'd like to talk about a few ways, Jim, that we can actually increase yeah. that, that character quality in our lives. Here, And here's yeah. the first one, and that's to admit that we have blind spots. Um, you know, I'll never forget my tr- driver training instructor. I'll never forget yeah. this. 40 plus years ago, saying to me, check your blind spot, Opaluski. use your <laughs> side view <laughs> mirrors. Cause I just learning how to drive on the road. You know, and I, I, I honestly don't know how those, those uh, driver instructors do it. Um, but, but blind spot spots are, are areas of life where our view is obstructed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and the problem is, is we can't see those things. We can't, right. They're called blind spots because we can't right. see them and we need other people to help us. And so admitting the fact yeah. That I, I had somebody say this to me one time. I thought it was really good. He says, John, I don't know what I don't know. Yeah, right. There are things I don't know, but I don't even know what those things are. <laughs> and I think that, yeah. you know, I think admitting that is a positive <laughs> step. And it really serves as preventive medicine for yeah. what I call shooting star-itis when it comes right. to, to leaders. What yeah, do you think I, about that I think
0: first of, one? I, I think of the TV show, The Office with Michael Scott. And, you know, he just he has no idea he's a terrible leader and and everybody around him has to accommodate, you know, but I know it's an extreme example for the sake of humor. But let's be honest, I I think we've probably all served on one team, whether it's for a day or a wedding rehearsal or, you know, our job today or our ministry today where there's somebody that really doesn't know that they are not the leader they, they think they are. yeah. And, and so, yeah, I think admitting that's a good place to start, right? The first of the 12 steps admit that I have a problem. <laughs> I need a, I need a, a greater power, a higher power to restore me to sanity. I think that's a great first step for all repentance is I, I don't know what I yeah. don't know, or, or even I do know what I, I don't know. I mean, I know the things about my own character, like we just talked about a moment ago, but now I have to go, I have to go a step farther. So what's, what's that next step besides admitting I have blind spots that may, I'm not as blind to as I was five minutes ago.
1: Yeah. And that is really the second piece here. And that is inviting brave people into our circle. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether it's you pass. Yeah. Yeah. Whether you pass a church of 50 or 500 or 5,000. Yeah. You know, or you are leading a startup or you're the CEO of a large corporation. You desperately need people in your inner circle who, when they speak, you listen. Yeah. You know, friends and work peers who care enough to tell you the truth about you, and people who aren't intimidated by you. Um, I've noticed this: that human nature, we tend to surround ourselves with people who tell us what we want to hear. Yeah, yeah. I need people in my life, Jim, who tell me what I don't want to hear.
0: Yeah.
1: What What they see, I, I need people to tell me. John, here's what it's like to be on the other side of you, right? <laughs> because I don't all I don't always know what that is like. I think I'm yes. self-aware, but I'm sure there are many times where, in my head, I think I'm being compassionate or I think I'm being a, a certain way, and somebody is experiencing me yeah. in a totally different way than I, I imagine. And and you know what, Jim? I I feel like when a leader is insecure, they really have a hard time listening to somebody to say, you know what, when you, when you said that to me, here's what that did to me. Right. Um, Or you, you know, you give directions and it's clear in your mind, but it's not clear in my mind. I, we need you to be, give us more detail. We need to know what you're thinking. <laughs> and you're laughing. I'm not sure why you're laughing. But, you I'm know. laughing because I, I, again, every
0: time you say these things, I, I remember people either that I've led or that have led me. And I'm laughing because it's, I, everybody in the room knows this, but you <laughs> and, right. and having those people that say I, that my, I'm going to say my least favorite, but not because it wasn't a great episode, but the most uncomfortable episode we ever did was on emotional, uh, the EQ, the yeah. emotional quotient, being emotionally intelligent. And man, my my son was the engineer for that. For that, we did it in the studio, right? And uh, we had so many difficult conversations out of that because he was he was the one laughing, he was the one breaking eye contact. And he, what, what were you talking about? He said, "Oh, Dad, you know what I'm talking about. I, I, you know I'm laughing. You're you're a bull in a china shop when you get upset. You're," mm-hmm. you know, and I went, uh, He said, "I can't get people to work in the in the like the tech department." Because if a slide doesn't come up on time, you throw a fit like a three-year-old in Kmart that wants a candy bar, you know. I'm like, I do. What do you mean, I do? So that all of this is is cracking me up because probably over a year ago, it was cold. So a year and a half ago, two years ago, we had this conversation in a different format that that opened up to me uh, some really, I I mean, humbling and difficult conversations that have made me a better leader and a better father. So and I'm still having them. So I haven't arrived. I, I know that, but I'm. I'm laughing because if, when my son hears this episode, he's going to be slapping the dashboard, you know, crying, laughing because here I am again.
1: (laughs) Right. You know, and and so I'll say one last thing on this second piece. And that is if, if the people in your circle always suck up to you, Mm. they're always affirming you, they're always stroke you positively. You need to invite some new people into your circle. Yeah. Um, here's the third one, Jim. And this is the last piece of this is fighting to stay teachable. And I I think we talked about this a little bit in pod 101. Um, but the longer you lead, the harder you have to fight to stay teachable. And if you want to reduce your risk of flaming out, um, ask God to help you remain open to learning. Yeah. Um, I I think this I think the degree of our teachability today is an accurate predictor of how much growth will occur tomorrow. Yeah, perfect. Um, Growth in our character, growth in our skill set, maybe even growth, Jim, in the organization we lead. But primarily, what I'm thinking about here is how this helps us personally because yeah. longevity is such an issue right well part of part of longevity there's many parts to it but part of it is that i i keep growing i keep i keep learning um i i, I recognize i don't have all the answers that that um you know John uh, we we quote John maxwell quite a bit uh lately but he said something again that was so brilliant a few uh, several years ago he says none of us is as smart of av- as all of us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so teachability, I think is an antidote yeah. for shooting star leadership. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it, John. This is, this is great.
0: Thank you for this. I, I think that, you know, again, part of what you are here to do is help us lead better, help us to lead longer mm-hmm. and help us, you know, stay emotionally. I mean, have a good time doing it. Yes. And I, yes. and this is something Crucial. We're activating our people. We're, we're walking in humility. We know that God blesses the humble and opposes the proud. We're students of of uh, anyone who has truth. And this is, this is a better way to live. It's a better way to live.
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: Thank you. All right. Well, God bless you. And God bless our, our listeners and watchers today. Of course, we're on YouTube and we're on this podcast channel you're watching. So you can watch us. You can listen to us. You can drive down the road. You can go jogging. You can you can do whatever you want to do. But we hope that you continue to do it with us. This is um, this is our motivation. Is having conversations like this so you, as a leader, uh, can have a safe place to grow, to listen, and hopefully this inspired you, corrected you, as it's corrected me, teaches you, and and helps you live uh, a better life and lead others in better lives as well. So, John, if they want to have a conversation with you more about this, uh, just just how, how do they do that?
1: Uh, if you go to our website, ConvergeCoach.com, we have this little uh, link up at the top that says contact us. And uh, if you do click that link, uh, it'll ask you to fill out a form with your name and, and your email address and a yep. phone number that we can reach you at. And we'll spend 30 minutes with you uh, just rapping and talking about life and seeing if there's anything we can do to help. And if we can't help you, we, uh, we have a good network. Of other yeah. people and other leaders and other organizations that we can
0: connect you to. thank you, thank you. So, if we can help in any way, that's how you get a hold of us. God bless you and uh, keep going, guys. Go get them. It's a, it's a good good time of year to to really dig deep and reach some people for Jesus. So, God bless you as you continue to lead from alignment.